Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Lions fans. I'm back from SoFi Stadium. What a day it was. So much back and forth action. Big moments from both sides. Emotions alternating between elation and euphoria to dread and doom, overcoming many obstacles to climax and a happy ending. And the game was great too. Let's do a quick Lions Health Report next. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for the show where Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Overall, it was a very clean game. Only three things to note from my stadium view as well as tape review. Khalif Raymond in the second quarter got his feet tangled up, it looked like, on the Demo 75-yard rung. He was down for a little bit on the field but then limped off. He returned to the game with no problems and even contributed to the 41-yard big play on the final drive. On tape review, it looks like he has a mild right high ankle sprain. We've seen multiple Lions this year with high ankle sprains that have ended up missing games. Taylor Decker finished the game with a high ankle sprain, missed two games. Jonah Jackson finished the entire game, missed three games. Brian Branch tried to return to the game, played for a little bit, tweaked it again, and ended up missing two games. So Khalif was able to finish the game, but there's a chance he could miss a game or two, even though it is a very minor injury. I'm expecting him to be available against the Bears, but he may miss a game. Jerry Jacobs got a knee in the back in the third quarter. He only missed one play, no issues the rest of the game. He does not show up on the injury report on Wednesday, so he's good to go. Aiden Hutchinson was hilariously fake limping to the sideline. At the stadium, I had a great view of it right down the sideline, and it was obvious that it was a fake limp. He was jogging, but not really moving forward very much, clearly trying to buy the defense some extra time as they were getting no huddled all day. For those of you who don't know, when the offense substitutes, the defense has a chance to substitute. Now, you're supposed to get off at a reasonable rate. Aiden was maybe gamesmanshipping it a little bit, trying to get the defense a little bit extra time. The ref didn't call him on it, so all is good. Now, sometimes on the Wednesday injury report, we see surprises, and we saw one today. We're recording this Wednesday night. Jonah Jackson showed up on the report with an ankle and a wrist. Now, he had a left high ankle sprain five weeks ago. Looked totally fine during the game, played 100% of snaps. I did a review of all his snaps during the game. Did not see any obvious moment of injury. Hopefully, this is just a precautionary, mild aggravation of the high ankle. Hopefully, he's good to go. The wrist thing is 
slightly concerning. I'm sure he's had imaging. I'm assuming at this point it's negative, but we won't know for sure till maybe later this week. Let's talk about the Bears now. Justin Fields had a right thumb dislocation on October the 15th. He missed four games. Being the throwing hand, he will not have done physical reps throwing until very recently. So he'll be rusty throwing the ball. But there will be no rust running the ball, which is a main thread of his and something that this defense has struggled with a couple times this year with Geno Smith and Lamar Jackson, although we did pretty well against Patrick Mahomes. So it'll be interesting to watch this defense and see how they perform against a running quarterback who may be leaning more heavily on the rung versus the pass during his first game back. Now, a couple other injury notes, long-term issues, CJGJ update. He's two months post-injury at this point. We're starting to see a bunch of videos of him floating around that he's posted of his rehab. One of them shows him doing what amounts to an incline bench press. This activates partially the pec muscle, but uses much of the shoulder muscles. Once we start seeing him post videos of him doing flat or decline bench presses, we'll know he's really close to ready to go. Right now, I'd say he's maybe around 25% of the way into his rehab process. He may be ready sometime in mid-December. That would be my expectation at this point. James Houston update. Some of you saw that he was in a boot and crutches at a Halloween party, which at that time was six weeks post-injury. That's not unexpected. A fracture takes about eight weeks to heal, so him being in crutches at that point is not unexpected. It does show you that he's still partially weight-bearing at this point, at the six-week mark. He won't be full weight-bearing till about eight to 12 weeks, depending. Once he gets to full weight bearing, he's gonna have a lot of atrophy of his muscles being only partial weight bearing for so long. It's gonna take a few weeks for him to get all the way back to full strength for his ankle to be ready to actually edge rushing NFL game. So we're not looking at anything possible till late December, more likely January at best. And there's a good chance we don't see him till the offseason. It was great to see him, though, staying emotionally engaged with the team at the Halloween party, though. That's very nice to see. It's nice that there's still hope that he can come back. Those of you who lived through the Charles Rogers era know that when a guy gets emotionally unengaged and detached, it can lead to terrible, tragic issues. And Charles Rogers was unfortunately a prime example of that. Back that time with Charles Rogers, the IR rules was once he was on IR, he could not come back the rest of the season. And he broke his collarbone twice early in the season, and the choice was made at that time to put him on IR, which in retrospect was a mistake. Keeping him on the roster would have kept him emotionally engaged, kept him with the team, giving him some hope to return for maybe the last two to four weeks of the season. For a guy we spend a number two draft pick on, that's the thing we should have done. All right, that's it for today. If you want to see videos of any of these things I talked about, go to my Twitter feed at JimmyLiaoMD. 
Let's go, Lions. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. 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 Let's go.